You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniyya al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello and welcome to another edition of China Africa Talk, the program that brings you discussions about what's happening between China and Africa from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm your host, Bridget Motambira, and in today's episode, my guests and I will discuss China-Africa trade and economic developments dating perhaps from the first China-Africa Economic and Trade Expo to the third, which is where we are at now. I'm joined by guests, Ms. Temitope Atinkunde. She's the Director of International and Public Sector Relations of Lagos Chamber of Commerce. Thank you very much, Bridget. It's a pleasure. Mr. Albert Halwampa, Director General from Zambia Development Agency. Thanks so much, Bridget. And Mr. Desire Satira, Head of Reinvestment and Aftercare Department in Rwanda Development Board. Thank you for having me. Listeners, please also note that this interview, which we will split into two parts and the second half will be played in the next episode, next week, same time, was conducted in the media center on site in Changsha at the third China-Africa Trade Expo. Now to delve into our discussion, perhaps let's begin with Mr. Rusatira from the Rwandan Development Board. Mr. Rusatira, would you mind telling the listeners about how the trade and investment relations have been doing for Rwanda and China since the first CAETE through to the second CAETE, where you were in the category of honor of country status? Absolutely. Thank you, Bridget. Um, maybe I'll do justice to those listening and watching us to tell you about Rwanda. It's one of those beautiful countries in the heart of Africa. Um, we're known for tourism, a lot of tourism, but also known for uh, very robust and uh, engaging investment platforms. We are known for being the second best destination for investment in Africa. I like to say we are the first on mainland Africa. But RDB is one of is the institution that is responsible for attracting investments, protection of investments, um, and making sure that um, Rwanda as a country uh, is, is 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 gearing itself for uh, as as a tour a tourism but also investment destination of choice. Um, so, but but quickly coming back to Kaet and and, and the relationships with China. I think we have been one of those countries that started with there in the mm-hmm. beginning, that participated, benefited. Uh, we, had, so we have signed a few contracts. One of the biggest contracts was the Chile contract to, to export Chile to China. It's going on very well. Uh, COVID period was, was a very bad period for, for, for this relationship. But uh, I think we're going well. Um, we have signed a few other contracts in Stevia. And we want also to, to, to participate in the uh, overkill. That's where we are. We want to improve it. We want to engage with uh, partners in China. Not only to invest in Rwanda, but also to expand this relationship so that it benefits both sides. We should look for partners who come to invest uh, in those in agriculture. But we have also other investment opportunities. We have outlined in the expo, we are outlining 100 opportunities that we have set up. And we hope that during this expo, we're going to really explore those options and then 
see where we, we take it from there. Of course, later I'll tell you why am I here again for Kayet, but for another mission that is related to investment. Okay, perhaps let's move over to Zambia. Mr. Halwampa, Zambia this year joins the list of guests of honor category. What does this kind of participation mean for Zambia? Thank you so much, Bridget. And of course, um, there are some listeners there who don't know where Zambia is. Uh, a lot of people tell you two hours flight. Yeah, Victoria Falls is two hours flight from somewhere else. But I just want to tell the listeners that uh, the Victoria Falls is in Zambia. You don't have to fly two hours from anywhere else. We are centrally located, very peaceful and stable country. We get the moment we have uh, leadership that is focusing on trade and investment. Uh, there's a gold rush into Zambia. A lot of people are saying that's the Switzerland of Africa at the moment. Of course, my brother from Rwanda will contain that. <laughs> Not just yet. But we are seeing a lot of focus on trade and investment by the president himself, His Excellency Mr. Hagaende Hishinema. He's created trade and investment as his tagline of his leadership. And because of that, we're seeing a lot of investment in Zambia. Yeah. I'll give you an example, and I'll talk about China, of course, leading that terrace. In 2021, we recorded $3.5 billion of uh, investment commitments, pledges, if you like. In 2022, we rose to $8.4 billion. 2023, just the first quarter, $8.6 billion of committed investments across sectors, whether it's agriculture, tourism, manufacturing, energy, mining value chains. Is you aware that Zambia and DRC signed the bilateral agreement to harness the copper and cobalt resources, the critical minerals to take advantage of the green revolution in terms of mitigating climate change to produce electric vehicle batteries and accessories. So Kayet, the China-Africa Economic Trade and Trade Expo is very, very important to Zambia. China has invested quite a lot into Zambia. Mm -hmm. We have uh, three multi-facility economic zones that have been created on the platform of FOCAC. And also if you go downstream, you now have Kayet, where we are now a country of guests of honor. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing a lot of traction, a lot of movement in terms of trade, in terms of investment. As you might be aware, we last year signed an agreement between Zambia and China to export soybeans and stevia into this country. So China, not just in the world, but also in Africa, I think is positioning itself as a market leader in the trade and investment frontier. So I think it's just befitting that Zambia and other African countries are here mm -hmm. to leverage, you know, to harness this opportunity to deepen the relationship between Africa and China. Because China plays a very important role all over the world. So East Africa, to Zambia and other countries. So we are looking forward to sign deals and transactions. We brought close to 24 companies, the mining value chains, agricultural products, you know, dried fruits and other agricultural value chains. So we, we are very hopeful and upbeat that this platform will begin to create that traction to deepen the Africa-China relationship, and in particular Zambia. Yesterday we had a very successful meeting between the Jiangxi province and Zambia, where a number of companies signed agreements to come into the economic zones in Zambia, particularly in the electric vehicle space. So we are glad to be here. And we're looking for more opportunities on a win-win 
basis. And I think uh, the speech by the Vice President of China was so befitting to make sure that we take advantage of the FOCAC platform, the Global Development Initiative, and also the connectivity issues between China and Africa. And I think as, as Zambia, we take a very active role together with other, you know, sister African countries. So we are glad to be guests of honor this year. And we're looking forward to fruitful transactions out of this engagement in China. Mm, over to you, Mrs. Atinkunde. This year, Nigeria joins the list of honor countries. Now, how have the trends been when we look at the trade and economic relations in your country region since the first CAET until now. Thank you very much. When you look at a country of 200 million people, and uh, we're not just talking about our position as um, in terms of population, we're a gateway to West Africa, sort of. It's not just about uh, Nigeria only. So we are a very important trading partner to China. Uh, China is also a very important trading partner to Nigeria. And uh, it's a win-win situation, because most of the time we both seek to attract the best of investment opportunities in each other's country. If you look at uh, Nigeria being here this year, there have been several MOUs that have been developed. Uh, we are uh, seeking to attract unicorn companies from China to Nigeria, and also introduce the unicorn companies in Nigeria to China as well. And also, we also seek to also uh, create a platform also for the uh, for the, even the small and the medium scale companies as well, it's not just only the big ones. China is a very key trading partner for Nigeria. And I would say that even during the pandemic, we continued to have a B2B engagement, that business to business with China virtually, because we could not afford uh, those uh, business relationships to come to a pause mm -hmm. because of uh, COVID. So even during the pandemic, we engaged virtually we had different kind of virtual engagements uh, for B2Bs, for fairs, and things like that with China. So coming back post-pandemic, this is very important to us. Uh, you know, uh, there are quite a number of memorandum of understanding that we've already looked at with uh, some companies in China. Some of those MOUs will be signed uh, before the end of this uh, kite. But one very important thing, just as the Chinese Vice President also mentioned, uh, is that as a developing continent, we have the opportunity to also see China as a partner for win-win. And I think that's something that is very, very important to a lot of African nations, whereby you have a balance in right. the volume of trade and in the business relationship, that it's not so much on one side than the other side. And uh, one thing that um, I think from our participation at this event is that it gives Africa the opportunity to also sell to China, which is a very, very important opportunity. You have the opportunity to have joint ventures together, to do things together. You know, we have had some Nigerians already, they have signed deals to export sesame seed to China. And, you know, there have been several engagements like that in terms of exporting. And we also have a lot of incentives at home also to support a lot of these engagements with our Chinese partners. So I want to say that... Uh, the China-Africa Economic and Trade Expo is a very, very important platform. And the fact that it focuses on China-Africa relations also gives it the attention that is required and it strengthens the partnership between both countries, uh, so between China and uh, African countries. 
And one thing that I would like to add is that you might just look at it in the area of uh, trade relations only. Right. But no, it actually strengthens even our diplomatic ties because that is what helps business transactions at times. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Back to you, Mr. Hawampa. Perhaps how crucial has CAETE been for Zambia and further extending far off to your country region in Southern Africa? How crucial is this event? Yeah, thank you very much, Bridget. As I mentioned earlier, that uh, this is a platform on the CEN Expo that was created on the platform of POCA to deepen and strengthen China-Africa relations in the frontier of trade and investment. So for Zambia, Kayet has been very, very important and Southern Africa, uh, in the sense that um, we've seen an increase in the number of Chinese investors coming into Zambia. As you all are aware, Zambia is centrally located in Southern Africa, uh, eight neighboring countries, plus one in the Great Lakes only, providing that much required hub. Okay. So you find that that neighboring population is the immediate mass of consumers, almost 500 million consumers. We talk of SADC, we talk of Comesa. So Zambia plays a very important role in the Southern African region. And you can see that um, in the Southern African region, Zambia was the first country where China you know, fostered close and you know, diplomatic ties. They're coming all the way from the 1970s, where certain projects that are iconic up to now, you've heard of the Tazara, yes. Tanzania, Zambia Railways, yes. that connects us to the airport, as mm -hmm. you are aware, we are inland. So Zambia's position in the Southern African country, uh, being in the center and receiving a lot of Chinese investments, really becomes more like uh, an area where the ties between China and Southern Africa begin to quickly permeate into the Southern African region. Yeah, so we continue to build on this platform. As I mentioned, the multi-facility economic zones that are already being set up in Zambia, we are talking of close to over $4 billion that has already been you know, injected in those multi-facility economic zones. And as you are aware, uh, Zambia is a copper-producing country. So we are seeing a lot of these Chinese companies partnering with Zambians going into joint ventures to process the copper, to create the much needed value chains, okay? Instead of just exporting the copper in its raw form, we are seeing the value addition in these critical minerals, and that's very, very important. Thereby creating jobs, creating wealth for the Zambians and for the region. So. Riding on Kayete, we want to leapfrog not just on the mining side, but also on the agriculture value chains. Currently, my country is, um, is allocated close to 1 million hectares of land, 100,000 hectares in each province. 
of course, we are aware of the COVID and also geopolitical tensions that has brought about supply disruptions in terms of food, you know, supplies, talk of the wheat, the soybeans. You, if, you, if you look at what Africa consumes annually, almost in excess of 100 million tons of wheat. So the regions that originally supply that wheat, now they are constrained, Ukraine, Russia, thereby the countries in Africa that were depending on imports from these countries, yeah, they now have to look inward within Africa and to write on the African continent of free trade area as Africa to begin to take advantage of these opportunities to grow the wheat in Zambia, an African country, but my country has leapfrogged by providing a million hectares so that we pull in investors and want to take advantage of provinces in China that are in large-scale agricultural production to come into Zambia and set up, produce, process, and export to the rest of the world. In these farm blocks, Bridget, we have gone ahead to create backbone infrastructure as government of Zambia. We source close to $300 million from the World Bank to make sure that all the farm blocks, they've got the necessary backbone infrastructure, the roads, the energy, electricity, irrigation system. So that when investors from China and elsewhere and riding on Kayat come into Zambia, they are ready to go to produce the wheat that is required throughout the world and be able to feed the whole world. So gone are the days when Africa, and Zambia in particular, should stand by and let these gaps created by the COVID pandemic, mm. the geopolitical tensions, want to take advantage, grow the much needed, you know, food, agricultural production, value add, and export. So we, we are focusing in that area and riding on the Kayet platform. I think this is a huge opportunity for Zambia mm. to be able to take the frontiers of providing the much needed food value added into the region, Sardic region, Comesa, mm -hmm. whether it's ECOWAS, in the African continental you know, area, mm -hmm. and also the world, to be able to feed the world, working together in partnerships, whether it's Chinese or Europeans or Americans or fellow Africans, mm -hmm. to take advantage of these opportunities. Over to you, Mr. Rusatira. In 2021, the protocol on inspection and quarantine requirements for the export of dried chili pepper was signed between Rwanda and China. How's business doing and how did you fare during the pandemic? Thank you, Bridget. Um, I like to always not answer the, the, the question directly for a reason. As I said, listen, Kayet for us is, is, uh, is very important, of course, we wouldn't be here. But as my brother says, for us, we don't view it as a competition and we have to be very careful with that. I think the idea is, and I think what Kayet is, is to bring these two continents, mm -hmm. subcontinent on one side, mm -hmm. to, to a discussion table. And okay. I think um, Vice President and uh, President Chakwela today mentioned it very clearly. This is a partnership. We want to trade with each other and exploit these opportunities for the benefits of our peoples. We know you, China has the technology, has the funding, uh, we have the resources. What can we do together? to exploit these resources for the benefit of China, for the benefit of Africa. The other component is, is, is also the component of, of transferring of knowledge. So, you know, I think uh, China has done well in the last couple of decades. But the idea 
and my brother talks about it is, is how do we leverage on Chinese technology, Chinese manpower, Chinese systems so that we can teach our brothers and sisters in Africa to be able to work together. And this is what, for me, partnership is all about. Uh, so I wouldn't mind uh, Zambia being the Switzerland of Africa. But I, I think what I wanted to bring, why the question that you, you did ask, how are we faring? Good. But I think the um, value chain uh, issues that were developed during the pandemic, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. And that's why I think we'll take advantage of that. We have learned a few lessons. For us, we like to take lessons from whatever has happened. Most of the chili that is being brought is, is dried chili. We think and we should add value to this product. What about chili paste? What about all the other things that can come out of that? Why not add other things around that? And, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for partnerships that not only like the bygone days where Africa is seen as a, a continent where you just go and bring raw materials and mm. process them here and then mm. take them back. I think we want a fair relationship. I think we... We are going to offer a fair uh, platform to do that. My sister from Nigeria talked about this whole fairness about trading together. Trade. And I think that is, her point is really, really valid if mm. we do that. Now, we call, can align. Africa is very diverse and very huge with all these opportunities. And I think if you go to Zambia, you go to Nigeria or Malawi or anywhere or Tanzania, you will find these opportunities. But how do we leverage that? And I think this create provides the platform, the right platform. Not only to showcase, but how to build partnerships. We talked about MOUs that are being signed. I really wish that we look at it in that manner. We'll provide, as my brother says, the right conditions. She talks about the incentive. I think it's all not to just a bidding war. We are serious with what we want to do. What do you want? But I think the last point also is to make sure that whether it's chili, whether it's minerals or this, how do we trade as partners in a balanced manner for the benefit of our people? And um, to run down to what I told you, we're going to create for us a force. That's the opportunity to have a spin-off. And that spin-off for us is going to be a kind of like a trade ship. We'll move to other provinces and other cities to say uh, we have cataloged uh, 100 opportunities that we have available. Uh, and, and these opportunities, some of them have elaborate uh, feasibility plans and all that stuff, but we're saying... What can we do better? Make sure that when you come to Africa to trade with us, we, we are ready to. These are the opportunities. I would have done it, but maybe I don't have the funds. No. So I think for me, what we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about trading uh, with respect with each other, trading with uh, affection, and, and also take advantage of the roots. You know, um, like the Tazara Railway, I remember when I was young and then in, in, in primary school, we used to learn about the Tazara built by the Chinese back 60s, 70s. Yes. So I think we have a cultural relationship, a deep rooted history, and it's time. Maybe the issues you talked about, geopolitical issues, have brought us together to right. rediscover our relationships and sure. take uh, advantage of that. And I think Kayet does justice to that. Well, listeners, that was Mr. Desire Satira, Head of Reinvestment and Aftercare Department in Wonder Development Board, putting a round off to the first half of this topic on the China-Africa trade and economic development since the first China-Africa Export and Trade Expo. Listeners, do join us again next week where we will continue 
with part two on the same discussion. Our guests will also be discussing the first China-Africa trade index released during the course of the expo. Thanks again, listeners. Join us again next week, same time. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.